Hello and welcome to Romance Isn't Dead, episode 37, His Virtue for a Vase. Or is it a vase? You tell me, Ray. Well, it's a vase over here. Hmm. It could be a vase, depends on where you come from. Hmm. What's a vase to me? And since he's an American, and he's the one who gives up his virtue for it. And it's actually Chinese. Yes. I wonder what a vase is called in Chinese. Let us know in the comments below. Yes, there you go. So how are we doing this this lovely, lovely day, Miss Ray? Uh, meh. Meh, meh, she says, meh. As she finishes the book. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I've got about, I think I've got a, 11 pages to go. <laughs> right, 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 right. So... But there, I did start it this morning. Uh, it's not a long read. In case y'all did not know, and how could you? Because we haven't told you. The book that we are talking about this week is another Johanna Lindsay. It's the second in the uh, fourth in the Mallory series. And um, it is called The Magic of You. And it has a bodice ripper head or uh, cover with Fabio, complete with Fabio with no shirt on, and then the heroine has, you know, dark hair, and she's not wearing much of her dress left. So, there's that. And what's funny to me is... She's wearing her under things. Yes, I got I got the um, my copy from Ray got hers from her bookshelf. I got my copy from the public library, and actually the weird thing about it is the front cover is just this real generic, The Magic of You, Johanna Lindsay, right? And then the back is the actual front, so it's like, <laughs> in some ways it felt weirder to read the hardcover with the with the bodice ripper on the wrong side. I don't, I don't know how else to say that. It just felt weird to read it. And so I'm reading it in my house, and I've got it laid flat because I have young kids, and I really just didn't want to have to explain it. <laughs> What I was reading, because I'm used to reading my romance novels on Kindle anymore. But the hero of this piece is Warren Anderson, who is George, or Georgie, or G Georgiana's, um, Anderson Mallory's older brother. And he is a sea captain, and he and his brother Clinton have gone to China, and they've made a bet against his ship which is to say Warren's ship for a vase. Well, the Chinese warlord uh, reneged on the bet and wanted to kill Warren and Clinton, but Warren and Clinton came to their rescue. They took the vase, they left mainland China, and they went home. Well, of course, that's not the end of it. And so, and so well, the vase pops back up in this book. We first exposed to it in... Uh, gentle rogue and it, it was very much a side thing and they pick it back up in this and turns out that the, the vase doesn't actually belong to the warlord it belongs to the emperor who's kind of annoyed that it's gone and so the warlord wants it back and so and he really wants revenge on uh warren for taking it in the first place even though he's the one that lost the bet not warren so anyway but that doesn't come back up till I'd say mid-bookish, last third of the book. It's about the last third of the book it comes up. I mean, the first third is Amy Mallory, who is James Mallory's niece, chasing after Warren all over the streets of London, telling him, you definitely want to marry me. And he's like, I definitely don't. And she's like, no, you definitely do. Kiss me. I'll show you. 
but it's not so much it's not so much marry because he says he won't marry her mm-hmm. she says you will but also she is very very assured of herself in that he lusts after her mm-hmm. because he, he i mean he makes a mistake in the first place by kissing her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. because he thinks he's going to shock her she's a mallory yeah well you know <laughs> and then he gets the idea that she's terribly promiscuous which she's not and <laughs> She's like, well, no, I'm not promiscuous, but you're not going to believe me until you, you know, sleep with me. So go ahead and have sex with me. And then you'll know I'm not promiscuous and you'll marry me anyway. And he's like, no, I really don't want to marry. But then she, she makes a bet with um, Jeremy, Jeremy mm-hmm. James's oh, um, firstborn, mm-hmm. alongside the blankets child, that he, she will only marry him. She will only be able to marry him if he's not forced into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And in exchange for that, Jeremy will not be able to um, act in his normal promiscuous manner for a month. Oh so God. she's got a lot to lose by this because she, I think she says after she's made this bet, well, at the end of this, I could end up pregnant and not able to marry the father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a lot to lose. So she's very confident. Yeah. She's very confident in herself and everything that's going to happen. And here's my problem. I just didn't like her very much. <laughs> I didn't like Warren very much. Eventually, eventually I did. The last third of the book is when I started to like these two people. But I just, I mean, as I was getting through it, I, I was this close to texting you and saying, I don't like Warren and Amy. <laughs> I, you see, I love Warren. I don't. Because he, because he has so much. He's very, very... Um, stern yes mm-hmm. and you find out i mean you do find out in this book why he acts the way he does yes but and there is something underlying he de- he cares for the people that are close to him yes. because look at the way he is with george yes i know i agree i agree but here's the thing he can't bring himself to forgive amy or or anything until the ex-girlfriend comes up and says, I'm really sorry. I was so terrible to you. Right. And it's like, he can't get there on his own. It takes, I don't think he needs to forgive Amy for anything. He needs to forgive himself. Is it forgive? Because he hates, he hates himself for, he really doesn't like himself for, sleeping with Amy, even though he couldn't resist her in the end. Um, and he, see, he's 36 years old in this book. 38. Yeah, 30, I thought he was 36 for some reason. It, it, regardless, I'm still looking at this saying, you're a grown-ass man. You can keep it in your pants. You can. You can. I, I believe that. But he didn't have to. And she's throwing herself at him. Yeah. And I mean, you know what? I'm all end, for female remember- empowerment, but I'm just saying. <laughs> well, she remembers what Jeremy says to her in the last when he said, oh, it's over now. This is done. Mm-hmm. And she remembers what Jeremy said. A man cannot resist a woman who turns up and is naked. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. You think about it. This is during the time when flashing your ankles was considered scandalous. Yeah, but come on. Come on. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> and James didn't act any different with George. But I like James better. <laughs> <laughs> I like James better. James makes me smile. Warren, not so much. Yeah, but Warren doesn't smile either. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I wanted to hug him. See, that was the thing. I wanted to hug him. I felt so... He seemed so distant from everything. Right. And you know what, though? He wouldn't have hugged you back. He would have just stood there with his arms clasped to his side. Yeah, but that, that's fine because I'm kind of introverted. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have felt trapped then. Um, that would have been absolutely fine. Um, no, I just... I loved the way that not the relationship developed, but I also liked Taishi. Yes. The cook on the ship. Did he wind up staying with Warren? Do you know? It seems like he did. It was unclear to me. Like, it was a line. Like, I thought maybe he had, but anyway, it doesn't matter. It he's trying to he said something it, about my yeah. new cabin boy, and then I don't know that that's right. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, there was no. I like. I liked the way that she, I mean, she's very manipulative, mm -hmm. but I think that she's learned that from her family. Yes, absolutely. Because a Reagan or Regina was not that much different, to be fair. Mm -hmm. See, I have not actually read that book. I don't think, or if I have, it's been so long ago that I don't recall. It's the first one in the Mallory series. I mean, this one, to be fair, came out in '93. I think. I can look at my copy because this is from then. Yes, 93. Wow. Nice. My book doesn't look too bad for having lived all in 93. I understand. Um, no, it doesn't look too bad for 93. Mine is not, uh, as I said, mine is from the public library and it is um, quite old as well. I'm surprised I haven't purged it because it's so old. Well, they purge our books by selling them. Well, they do that too, but I need to join the Friends of the Library so I can go to the Friends of the Library book sale and be one of the first in the door. Yeah, probably a sensible move. There's not even a place to store them. My house isn't big enough. <laughs> I don't think mine's big enough either, but I do manage it. So. Yeah. So this um, book, I would not put it as one of my favorite Johanna Lindsay's. It's well written, like all Johanna Lindsay's, um, and, it, and it has that very Johanna Lindsay flavor to it. It just, for me, just didn't quite reach the level of General Rogue or Anthony and Rosalind's story, it, but it was fine. You know, it was fine. I think if I'd read it in isolation, I'm not sure I would have read other Joanna Lindsay's. But because I read the other two, or at least two others prior, Tender Rebel is. I could get behind it. Tony and Roslyn's, I think. Yes. Sounds right. So I could so get what's behind your favorite? I really like Tender Rebel. I really like Anthony and Roslyn. But 
it might be General Rogue now. It's been so long since I've read Anthony and Rosalind's story. I just remember, like, I have a, we were talking last time about nostalgia. I have nostalgia for, for Rosalind and Anthony and Tony's story. And I'm not sure if it would hit the same way now as it did, but but the nostalgia being there, I really enjoyed it. And then I really liked General Rogue uh, that we read for last month, but that that might have surpassed it because I don't have the nostalgia for that one. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, like I'd have to reread Anthony and Rosalind's story, but I'm just not in the mood to reread Anthony and Rosalind's story. If that makes sense too. Oh, it makes total sense. I mean, I've been... As I, I mean, you saw, I finished um, The Magic of You this morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been reading all week, but mm-hmm. I have been reading other books. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes I've been reading sense. books for my personal podcast because mm-hmm. I read a lot of different, not necessarily romance-focused books for that. Mm-hmm. Well, I have also been reading a lot. I read... I listened to a very naughty audiobook, which is sort of blush inducing when you're in the car and it's a man reading it. And I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, alive. Um, but then I read, or I am reading the Witcher series because the Witcher on Netflix and Harry, Henry Cavell. And so anyway, move along from that. But those books are actually pretty good. <laughs> Those books are pretty good. I like, I enjoy them. They're translated from Polish, but they're really well translated. And so it doesn't feel like you're reading a book in translation and they're, they're good. I, I need to finish one, take it back to the library cause it's due, but, and then I've got another one. I've got the third ready to go. I've got it here at the house. So, you know, I've been reading a lot. It's just, I was, I'm just not in the mood to read another Regency <laughs> right now <laughs> from mm, Tony and Lindsay. But I, I, cause I read that one, right? So, but that's two in a row that I've read and I'm like, okay, let me move on. Let me read something different right now. And that's the thing for me. I got to be in the mood to read something specific. So yeah, it's, it's kind of the same with me. I've got um, a kind of comedy um, murder book to read from NetGalley. Mm-hmm. And I need to read it to write my review. And I'm not in the right frame of mind to read it right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I need to. <laughs> right, right, right. No, that makes sense. It makes total sense. Uh, so would you recommend this book, do you think? The Magic well, of You? What do you I think? I did already. Okay. Because I talked about it a lot in the last episode we did where we talked about Gentle Rogue. Mm-hmm. Because it is my favorite in the series because I love Warren. I'm sorry. I know you don't sorry. like him as much. I just loved him. He was my favorite because there was he was so sort of quiet strength. Mm-hmm. And I liked that element. I liked the fact that he wasn't over exuberant like his younger brothers. Mm-hmm. He was right. quite sensible and stayed. But a temper man wanted to kill James. And it's like, come on now, back off on that a little bit. Like he really would have killed, he would have killed James for yeah. no good reason. And the fact that he was a pirate and he'd, um, retired pirate. Yeah. But he was still a pirate and he'd still stolen their cargo and 
thumbed his nose at him and impregnated their younger sister. So you can kind of see where he came from. Do you? Really? Do you though? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> in, that, in, that, in that era, yes. I guess. If you're being very, very legalistically minded, I suppose. But... <laughs> Yeah, I get, I, I get what you're saying. I do. I, I completely respect your opinion. I'm just kind of giving you a hard time. And, but uh, he's just so. He's not as by the book as he seems because I think this proves the book proves mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's because true. Because he is. I think the the funniest scene for me was he's denying all attraction to Amy and no, I don't want to know. And then he's glaring at the man that she's dancing with at the ball. Yeah. And then storms over, pushes the guy away and dances with him. And then you see the irate action, the irate, the irritation from Anthony and James when they're like, why mm-hmm. is she showing her that attention? Oh, it must be because he's trying to make the woman he wants jealous. No, he was glaring at her and they go all out of fury on him. Right. And when, they really don't have much of a reason to, except it's just, it's Amy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when, but he's, at the same time, James was in the same situation mm-hmm. before he married George in that he had, he had, li- he had literally and figuratively defiled their younger sister. Mm-hmm. Well, and there, there Amy is putting herself in harm's way to ensure that Warren defiles her. Yeah. She's the one who's um, approaching him, who knows exactly what she wants. Mm-hmm. And I admire that about her, but at the same time, it's like, girl, <laughs> he said yeah, no. Remember, she's 18. Well, she's not even 18 yeah. at the start of the book. She's yeah. almost 18. So right. she's a headstrong teenager who comes from a family of very, very headstrong, confident people. Right. But it just it just made me feel uncomfortable because she was so pushy. I think like I because she was and it's not because I don't want her to be assertive and all that stuff. It's because it almost feels like she is being she has been someone has said no. And for me, no should mean no. So it's going back to the Me Too yeah. movement, in yeah. a way. Right. But, in reverse. But in reverse, and, and, but I think that women should respect men who say, no, that's not what I want. Every, every bit as much as I think women or men should respect women who say, no, that's not what I want. This and, book and, would have been written now. Do what? This book wouldn't have been written now. Oh, no, 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 no. And so I'm not really, that's why I'm not like super mad about it or anything i'm just saying i just don't like her as well because it feels like she's being she's too she's too pushy it goes beyond being i know what i want and i'm going to go after it for me it goes into your this you're you're kind of violating his own personal rights you know so i don't i don't mean to be that critical of amy and i'm sure that's not the intent of the author i just and I was trying I to find, avoid saying that, but yeah, I felt like I finally I felt like I just I, had to say it. I can't help wondering if a lot of her 
assertiveness has to do with the fact that she was kind of pushed to the back. Her sisters and her cousins are already paired off. Mm -hmm. She was made to wait a lot longer than they were. She was hidden by her, I mean, she was hidden in dowdy clothing by Mm -hmm. her mother until it it came for her time at uh, her coming out party, as it Mm -hmm. were, Mm -hmm. as they used to be called. And she already knew what she wanted. She'd seen Warren and the heart wants what the heart wants. At the beginning, though, she was, because I remember her talking about how she just wanted one of the Warren brothers and she didn't know which one. And then. No, she knew which one. That's not how I read it, but I have to reread it. Um, I guess I'll just reread it. But anyway, it's 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 neither here nor there. Um, she eventually she does figure it out. It's just she knows at the very beginning that she wants one of the the Anderson brothers. Yes, absolutely. I just read it as she hasn't settled on which one, and then they come back, and she's like, "Oh, that one." That's how I read that. No, she um, there is a scene. Where is it? She says. Well, no. she doesn't say it's a more an internal commentary. Yeah, and she says that she knows she wants one of the Warren brothers. She wasn't sure which one. And then when they show up, that's when she decides it's Warren. And I don't have my copy in here with me, and that doesn't make any sense, but I don't. <laughs> no, I have my copy right here. I'm looking at it right now. Where is it? Um... I'm just saying there's a fine line from being a woman who's going after what she wants and being so assertive that you're violating someone else's right to say no. Yeah, she she actually says, um, it was ironic that had, um, that what had made today most special for her, aside from the fact that she'd been waiting forever this chance to join the adult world and her come out had been a resounding success was overhearing aunt george and uncle james discussing um that all five of her aunt's brothers were returning to england for the birth of her first child he was coming back she'd have her chance this time to dazzle him and then she says she wasn't going to conceal her true nature her nature from aunt george's brother Sorry about that. That's my mother. And excuse my language. It always happens when you're unsuspecting. My mum just called. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I know that she mentions here, she says, oh, there was no help for her, none at all. And where is it? She mentions Warren, but she definitely only says, here we go. Why hadn't the, why hadn't her dratted feelings settled on a on an English man? But it is only one man she mentions. I thought a she man. Had, I swear she had an no. internal monologue where she said she was going. She knew she was going to marry one of the Warren brothers. Here we go. She says Amy had been depressed for a while after finding out that of the five handsome Andersons, and they were all quite exceptional. That she the one she'd picked was actually the least suitable for her. It wasn't as if any of the other brothers had made her feel that way, or any other man for that matter. Okay. There was no help for it, none at all. So she mentions that there's only one. Okay. Well, there you go. I was reading too fast, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> all right. 
they seem uh, quick at the, early at the beginning of the book actually that she's has an internal monologue on her coming out at the night of her coming out she says oh um i she's doing this almost because she has to it's great that she's becoming an adult and everything else, but she's, she already knows, she's already set her heart and her mind on one person. And that is all she's going to do is find him or get him because she already knows where he is. And conveniently, he's on his way back to England to see his sister. Okay, so Chili Pepper writing. They do not have a whole lot in this book until the last third. Like, not even the last third. I'd say it's probably the last quarter. quarter. Yeah. yeah, they have yeah. some kisses and some steamy scenes between them, right. but nothing explicit. Yep. And That's even it. their first time together is very, very quick. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. over in half a page. <laughs> it really is. It was like, so I wouldn't. Like you'll miss it. Yeah, this is this is not standard Johanna Lindsay in terms of heat i would say it's not yeah, see, i wonder if that's because the character had the female character is much younger i don't know though 18's not that oh you're talking about 18 and then the 18 year age gap kind yeah. of thing i don't know maybe but that doesn't i don't know if, if i'm accepting that she's 18 and she's going to marry someone who's eight, 18 years older than her i'm not going to quibble over them I, I don't know maybe but it just doesn't it's not as it, it it's not the two books prior that's for darn sure yeah that's because you it's not your favorite yeah well that's not why it's not my favorite it's just that it's just again i'm having trouble with i think amy mostly and it's kind of you know yeah but um i've already stated those reasons well I, I mean, I'm not going to tell you not to read this book. I, I mean, I, in the end, I liked it. I wound up liking her a lot better, and I wound up liking him a lot better. As the book drew to a close, I liked them, but it just was at the... Most of the book, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm not... I don't know that I would have actually finished this if I didn't have to finish it, so that's a thing. And I'm sorry to say that because I know it's your favorite. I'm sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> All right, so for next month, uh, Ray was very kind and generous and let me pick a book that wasn't a panicked pick. <laughs> yeah, but that's only because I knew that my pick was going to be a large book. She's she's going to kill us all, y'all. Okay, the book I picked was J.R. Ward's The Bourbon Kings. And um, it's relatively recent. I'm not sure the exact year on it. It's widely available from libraries and whatnot. So next month, we will be talking about the Bourbon Kings. And it is about horse, uh, a horse race. And uh, I guess it will be appropriate for April because the Derby's coming up. The Kentucky Derby is coming up at the beginning of May. So is it going to go ahead? Hmm? Is it going to go ahead? The Derby? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we we are recording this, as some of you probably know, we record these early and there is, we're in the midst of a coronavirus outbreak. So it's hard to say. I mean, we've got horse race coming up here in South Carolina at the end of March and I'm assuming that it's going to go ahead and go, but we'll find mm, out. They're, can- they're canceling loads of stuff at the moment. The um, yeah. Geneva Motor South- Show. Yes. South by Southwest, the Geneva That's Motor big. Show, yeah, Geneva Motor Show, which is the one of the first big motor show 
in the year has been was cancelled with less than a week to go. The London Book Show was cancelled this year. Um, they have cancelled or postponed. They're talking about postponing the start of the 2020 Olympics in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lo- there are loads of things going on right now that are changing the way people do things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I have no reason at this point to think that the Derby is going, the Kentucky Derby is going to be canceled. But even if it is, we have a book to read that will make us want to put on our fanciest fascinators. I have not read it, but it is, um, I started it, put it down because something else came up. I think probably the book that I was reading for this podcast came up and I put it back down and I realized at that moment that I was not going to get that book finished unless I forced myself because <laughs> I really want to read it. I was like, no, I'm going to, Read it for the podcast because it is a romance. So I think at the heart of it, it's a romance. So that's where we are. Is there anything else that you wanted to add today, uh, Miss Ray? We are also going to be looking at the Gwyneth Paltrow version of Emma mm-hmm. in April. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Very fun. Very fun. And mm-hmm. we may be kind of doing a little bit of a series on that, but we will see how that turns out, right? Yep, definitely. The same with, um, we might be going on a kind of theme with the book for May. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we might be. All right, y'all. Well, where can people find you, Ray? Um, I am found on Twitter at AllAboutRay. That's my personal Twitter. So follow me if you want to. And also at ISN Romance is our general Twitter. It's been a little bit quiet there of late because I've been super, super busy, but it should be picking up again soon. So apologies to anybody who's been going there and going, but they're not updating on anything. It will happen, I promise. (sighs) Um, (laughs) The same with our um, romancenotdead.wordpress.com, which is our um, WordPress blog which will be updated shortly. Again, things have been a little bit manic as I've been writing scripts for my day job. Stupid day job. Yeah, it's, I'm writing scripts for car reviews. So it's really exciting. Stupid day job, man. Pays the bills. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Why can't we win the lottery, man? All right, y'all. If you're looking for me, you can find me at Palmetto Blue on Twitter and Instagram. And how would you like to sign out? Keep on searching for your happily ever after. And I would remind you that romance isn't dead. It's alive and well on your bookshelf. Bye. Bye. Bye.